0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Hebrews chapter 11, everybody knows the scripture. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. It's a powerful, Hebrews 11 is powerful stuff. It's powerful stuff. Who was it written to? Well, the previous chapter tells us that it was written to a bunch of people who had lost everything. They'd lost their homes, they'd lost families, they'd lost possessions, and certainly possessions, very likely that these were Hebrew Christians that had been kicked out of Rome. Kicked out of Rome under, I'm trying to remember which of the crazy guys that it was, which of the emperors it was. But Claudius, I think, Lord is one of them. Doesn't matter, does it? Pick it out of the hat. But they'd lost, these guys had lost a lot. they had things taken and they started to talk, it talks here about how you took the spoiling of your goods well. Didn't get upset. And they left and lost everything and, and yet they were rejoicing but as things went on, pressure started to come and I guess doubt started to come. Has anyone ever been in a situation where you believe in God and uh, things don't work out and pressure starts coming and your reaction is not as good as it was in the beginning? Anyone been there? Have you ever had something you've been believing for and everything was supposed to happen and it didn't happen? The Bible says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. When things don't come... You can get heart sick, you can get down, you can lose heart, you can start to get very discouraged when you're sick for a long time, or something happens and uh, you have a surgery or something that leaves you with a problem, that can cause heartache, heartache, stuff that ought to happen and doesn't happen, that troubles your heart. And so these guys were starting to fall back. And Paul wrote to them, and he said, hey, don't pull back. He said, do not hold back. He said, in fact, when things start to go a bit wrong, that's the time to draw near. That's the time to press in close. When things are starting to get a little bit rugged, that's the time to pull in close. He said, so draw near in full assurance of heart. And then he goes on and he says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith. That word profession is the Greek word homologia, which comes from two Greek words homo, the same logia word. Let us hold fast to speaking this word, the same word. My Bible says that Jesus is the high priest of our profession, of our homologia. He is the high priest of our words, of our confession. what we say, what we say is so important so much so that the writer of the Hebrews says that our our Lord is the high priest high priest that goes in before taking our profession I think he takes our words before the Father and our words I think release angels into our situations but he challenges us to even when the pressure's on, keep speaking right keep speaking right don't pull back don't hold back. How's it going over there? Better than Adelaide here? You like it better? Happy? Not going back? Comfortable? Not going to Atlanta or anything? No? Okay, no, okay. Just checking. Just checking. Then he says, "Hey, don't cast away your confidence." You've lost your goods, but don't cast away your confidence. Our confidence in God is a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing. I've been reading the Psalms with David, and no matter what he went through, he'd groan and moan and act like a manic depressive, crying out, my tears have been, my bed's wet with my tears, and my enemies are coming from every angle, and everything's going on. But, but, my trust is in God. He's my rock. He's my fortress. My world is coming unstuck. But God is my refuge. God is my strength. God is my high tower. God is my great fortress. I've got good news for you. It doesn't matter what we're going through. God is your strong tower. God is my strong tower. I've got a lecture in Bible college week after next, 12 hours on the book of Psalms i got psalms running out of my ears. They said to me at college, well, you've done it before. I said, I've lectured two hours. Now I've got 12, Chris. 12. 12 hours on the psalms. I'm waking up in the night playing the harp. (laughs) Ten stringed instruments. He goes on, do not cast away your confidence. He says, the just, verse 38, now the just shall live by faith. I reckon, I believe that Hebrews was written by Paul because it seems to be the same line of thinking as Romans. The just, Paul understood grace. Galatians, he understood where we're at. The just shall live by faith. What is faith? If any man draw back, he says, My soul will take no pleasure. But we are not those who draw back to perdition, but we're the ones that believe to the saving of the soul. The just shall live by faith. What is faith? What is faith? I've heard all sorts of preaching on faith. I've heard all the great faith teachers. I've heard Kenneth E. Hagen preach on faith. I got to the point where I believed that he had actually written Mark 11, 23, 24. Now faith is a subject of things hoped for, evidence of things not yet seen. No, that's here. <laughs> Hebrews 11. I don't know what I'm talking about. Mark 11, 23, 24. If you have faith, as a grain of mustard seed. You say to that man, get up and go. If You doubt not in your heart. Doubt not in your heart, but believe that what you say, what you say, is going to come to pass. You'll have whatsoever you say. See, the word say, speaking, anyway, (laughs) now faith, faith is now, faith is an incredible mixture. It's now and future together. Is that possible? It's future and now rolled into one. It's an amazing situation that only God can give you. It's the future and the present in one. Now faith is the substance. The word substance is a great... Well, I've heard all sorts of preaching about substance, something you can feel, that it's, uh, it's a feeling you get of certainty and all that. But I think we need to look at the Greek word, because the Greek word says, Now faith is the substance, the hypostasis, from two words. Hupa down and strong, stasis I stand It is the standing strong on things hoped for. And the word hoped in the English is weak, but in the Greek it's strong. Now faith is the standing strong of things confidently and certainly expected. Elpis is the Greek word, E-L-P-I-S. And it has an understanding of hope, but it is the confident certainty of hope certainty of hope it is having an inner certainty and you're holding on to that thing you're seizing that thing you're standing fast you have it in your spirit and nothing can shake it loose I remember Yongi Cho years ago talking about when God speaks and puts something in your spirit be prepared to die to see it come to pass don't let it go Don't let go on the edge of your miracle. Too many Christians give way just before they've got their miracle. Faith holds on. Faith gets something and hangs on. I don't know if you've ever seen a book. Have you ever seen nice dogs that if you try and take the bone out of their mouth, they'll kill you? (laughs) Lovely, friendly, excuse me, blowing my nose, but it's a biological function that every now and again is essential. Nice, clean, rolled up. It was clean when I picked it up this morning, but I haven't got my wife with me. So by now, I've turned into a slob. It happens. We used to have a dog. My mother had this dog. It was a little, tiny thing. You weren't sure which end to pat. And it used to look at you, and it'd turn its eyes and give you the whites of the eyes, and it, it had a little bit of a mean streak. I thought it would be good. You could strap a, uh, a broom handle on it and use it for a mop. It wasn't a real dog. It was like a hairy rat. But that thing, I, I just developed something with that dog that wasn't ideal. But it had its, its favorite slipper. And it would grab hold of the slipper and wouldn't let go. I mean, it would die to hold that thing. It would die. Rather than let go of the slipper, death was preferable and i found that with the dog you could lift him off the ground and give him a little swing and he would swing a little through the air and you know you can develop that and as an evangelist i developed the story to the point where i had the dog (laughs) like that but no that's an exaggeration but it it works in the story It, it does fit in pastor Matt, into the story someone's taking a note swing your dog No, don't write that down. That's just a stupid joke. Writing it down. Did you see that, David? I know. But we have to have faith that hangs on like that dog. God puts something in your spirit. Faith has something put in there by God, and you don't let it go. You go after it. There's something. And a lot of Christians don't have that. They don't have that passion. But God wants us to... God says... There's the thing I'm giving you. Now hold it with everything you got and don't let it go. Hold it like a dog with a bone. You try and get that bone out of that dog's mouth, it won't move. It'll growl at you. It'll snarl at you. It'll give you everything, but it's not going to let go that bone. Hold that thing that God has birthed in your spirit. If he's given you a word for your family, circumstances might say this is hopeless. Hold the bone of faith between your teeth and don't let it go dig in, see you might need healing you might say I need a miracle well you've got to hang on and take it you've got to want it we talk about revival we can't look at the world situation right now that is really seriously bad We've got to hang on to the promise of God that he's going to outpour his spirit. He's given promises for Australia that this nation would be the great south land of the Holy Ghost. There's been promises of a great outpouring of the spirit of God. Do we let that go and let the anti-God left-wing garbage that's pumping the earth begin to swallow us up? Or do we hold a promise and go after it and go, you bring your rubbish and try and bring it in. But you're going to go head on with the wind of God. Come, breath of God. We've let the enemy have too much go. Preach it this morning. We've let him have too much say. The reason why we haven't yet got the revival in Australia that we should have is because, simply, we have not wanted it enough. We haven't gone after it like that dog. We haven't held on to the promises like the dog and the bone. Now faith is a substance, the hypostasis of things confidently and certainly expected. It's the evidence, the certainty or the title deed of things not yet seen. Things not seen. What's faith? Well, it says here faith is now, but it says we're dealing with things not yet seen. In other words, how does faith work? We get into a place with God. See, if we spend enough time with God, we move outside of the realm of our natural thinking. We spend enough time with Him, we enter into a dimension that's outside time. God is outside of time. Why has He given us the gift of tongues? What is it about the gift of tongues? He who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not under man, but under God, for out of his spirit he speaks mysteries. It's a direct relationship where the Holy Spirit prays through us, sometimes with utterances too deep for our knowledge. We don't even know what we're praying sometimes, or most of the time in tongues. I, I have times I go out in the bush, and I get violent and strong in tongues, and loud and strong and militant, and I don't know what's going on, but I feel that I've entered into a holy war. I was driving out to my prayer spot in Mount Macedon one day and I got started and I was and it got louder and louder and the next thing I just kept driving went past Mount Macedon and drove into Bendigo. (laughs) And I was prophesying stuff that I'd had prophesied over me 30 years ago. Stuff I'd forgotten was coming back. We pray in the language of the Holy Ghost. We step out of a realm dictated by time. We step into God's timeless zone where he knows everything from beginning to end. We step into a realm that's outside of the negativity of man's words. We step into a realm that's outside of the negativity of our own thinking. And it's in those times when we get lost in the spirit that God for example, let me give you an example. The Bible says that John was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. He had sought God. He had waited on God. He was there on that terrible island of Patmos where men were sent to die. He was sent there to die. They couldn't kill him with boiling oil, according to Fox's Book of Martyrs. So they sent him to a prison island to die. Did he die? Was It on the Lord's Day. Is that the Lord's Day? No, there was a day once a year. He wasn't on the... The Sunday, he was, on the Lord's Day, was the day that they would take the incense and offer it to the Caesar. It's the Caesar's day, but he didn't have the Caesar as Lord. He had the King of Glory. Caesar tried to kill him. People were putting incense to him, but John was in the spirit that day. He wasn't interested in some worldly Caesar. He was interested in the eternal king of glory. And he was in a secret place. And it's in that secret place that God took him and said, come with me, John. How far, Lord? Ah, I'm going to take you out. This is about latter part of the first century, 80, 90 AD, 80, 70, 60 to 90. He said, come with me, because I'm going to take you out. Uh, Two thousand years. Come with me. Come out here. (laughs) Do you see all this stuff? Yes, I do, Lord. It's crazy, wild. Write it down. And he wrote it down. People say, "Well, John didn't write that because it's not precise or whatever." Like the Book of John, this is this is different. He's on his face, terrified because he's had an encounter with the risen Christ. And God says, "Just write." And don't add to it. Write it. So he begins to write. And he's writing as fast as he can. Tears running down his face. The glory of God. And he begins to write events that we're yet to see. But we're going to. And so he compiles a book that we've got now. That's pretty close to coming to pass. But he had 2,000 years ahead in the Now. When we get into that place in the Holy Ghost, God will take us out. And he'll take us out and show us a building. As pastors, he'll take us out and show us a place. He'll show us people. He'll show us things that are going to come to pass. He'll show us our future. He shows us where to dream. He starts to give us dreams and visions. Without a vision, the people live dangerously. He wants to take you and I into a place in the spirit where we're lost in God and spending time in God and waiting on God, where he can take us out and speak to us and give us something in the Holy Ghost. And then when he's given it to us, the title deed, you bought a block of land in ancient days, they'd give you a bag of dirt as a title deed with stuff written on that bag of dirt. Which meant that here it is, this is your title deed. And he says, I'll give you title deeds of things not yet seen. God wants to take our lives from just living to get by into an absolute supernatural I shared this morning. I'm really excited because not this weekend, next weekend I'm flying to Chattanooga. Why are you going to Chattanooga? I didn't even know anything about, I didn't even know what state it was in. I thought it might have been in Tennessee. But I, but a guy had a dream about me in Tennessee. Big church, huge church has a dream about me. Doesn't have a clue how to continent, no idea. And then whether he'd heard my name, but he had this dream and had an encounter in his sleep on the side of the world. I'm awake, he's asleep. Contacted my son. He said, this is just an off chance, but do you know a a preacher in Australia who's got the same surname as you, Hall? Tim Hall? He said, yeah, I know him reasonably well. He said, really? He said, yes, my father. It's not bad, Alex, is it? So he said, how soon can you get here? I said, well, i may be able to get here can you come so they've slapped me on business class flight out of town friday week gonna go in there how many days can you stay never heard me doesn't know he said i've been watching stuff and i'm fired up i'm stirred up i got something in my spirit i think this is supernatural he had a dream god took him out there get this guy grabs me i'm going I've stepped into his dream. I've stepped into a dream. I know the Holy Ghost is going to be poured out. We're people of faith. Scripture says that faith is the evidence, the certainty in our spirit of things that are coming to pass. What is your confident expectation? What this year are you confidently and earnestly expecting? If I said to you, here's a piece of paper, could you write down 10 things this year that you are confidently and eagerly expecting? What are you expecting? What are you expecting for your business? What are you expecting in ministry? I think the greatest weakness that we have as Christians often is that we don't have much expectation. Often we come into church not really expecting that anything much is going to happen we ought to come to church every week expecting something expecting the unexpected i like that in new guinea it's called the land of the unexpected you don't know what to expect it's incre- it's been great for me I've had many of the greatest meetings of my life seen the dead raised up there seen about every miracle you can imagine Got a phone call one day from the government would you come and do a crusade crimes bad in Port Moresby would you come we'll pay the air ticket we'll pay the stadium we'll pay your hotel and I had the deputy prime minister driving me around I've told you that story before but you've forgotten (laughs) doesn't matter I'm just giving it to you again they need to hear that again Matt they needed it you've heard that five times maybe six every time I come it's not every day the government tell you to come in and you stay for 23 nights have about 30 or 40,000 saved that was a good time it was a good time but you know we're starting to pray God unexpected doors I had a fantastic weekend last weekend I met Pastor Jono and by the way it would be great for you guys to get to know each other a little bit he's a mission mad so are you and you and you significant you're here I believe What is your confident expectation for this year? I've got a... What time do I finish, Reverend? What time? 20, 20 minutes. I'll wind up. I'll wind up. <sighs> There's the first point, now of 15. <laughs> Goes on here and says, I'm just going to preach five minutes and I'm going to pray for people. Is that okay? by it the elders gained a good report by what by standing strong on something confidently and certainly expected they gained approval they pleased god they obtained a good report i love enoch enoch was translated by faith by standing strong and immovable enoch was translated in verse 5 and he had this testimony that he pleased god The the Greek word is he fully gratified God. And how do we fully gratify God? By faith. Because the scripture says without faith it is impossible to please him. The only way we can please God is dare to believe. Dare to stretch. Dare to be stretched. Dare to take steps. Dare to believe God. Dare to get out of the boat. The only way to please God is dare to step out with him. Dare to trust him. Dare to step beyond the natural thinking. Dare to step into the realm of, of the impossible. Peter got out of the boat, walked on water. Rest of his life, he would have gone, you blokes are all right, but he's never walked on water. <laughs> he got out, walked on water. We've got to have a go. I said to rats before, rats, you need to come on a trip overseas with us. Have more fun than a barrel of monkeys, you and I together. Haven't asked the pastor's permission to bring you. Take you somewhere crazy, get you kidnapped or something. I'll, I'll ask you later, pastor, if I can take rats somewhere. We, should take, we, sh- we need to do something again. We went to Myanmar. Man, we had a move of God. Massive. 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 Someone say massive. massive. We got to think massive. Anyone thinking massive? Are we thinking status quo? Is there anyone here that hasn't written anything down? Who couldn't honestly say what you're looking for this year? Because if you haven't got an idea what you're looking for, you're going to hit it easy. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that God is. He's what? He's so many things. He's the miracle worker. He's the healer. He's the provider. He's the king. He's the one who wants to move on your life in the most profound way. He's the baptizer on the Holy Ghost and power. He's the, he's the king of righteousness. He's the bright morning star. He's Abraham's ram. He's Isaac's well. He's Hezekiah's sundial. He's John's pearly white gates. He's Paul's handkerchiefs and aprons. Who is this fourth man? In Genesis, he's the seed of the woman. Exodus, pastor, I can't do it because we haven't got time. who comes to God must believe that he is all his attributes. And that he is, and and that he is a rewarder. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We're just warmed up. We're just warmed up. I'm just getting rolling. I'm just getting rolling. I'm 70 years of age and I'm just warmed up. I mean, I... 70 years of age, fitter and stronger and meaner than a junkyard dog. People say, You're going to retire? No! No, I'm not, Alex! No! And do what? Grow tomatoes? (laughs) Sit in a rocking chair, Pastor Jono? I'm not retiring. Too busy. There's no retirement, Pastor Jeremiah. Pastor Matt's thinking about it. He's just turned 70. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. He's just a youth. He was, were you in my youth group? Franka? was. Who was your favorite youth pastor ever? You're not committing? Was it me? Not Russell Evans? Not Danny? Me, was it? Someone say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. 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 There's faith in this room. Anyone believe that God can do something for you tonight? Does anyone actually believe that God can do something for you tonight? My God. Doors are opening. This is a year there'll be open doors broad open places the enemy's gone mental the world's gone nuts but the bible says in isaiah 60 and i'm closing with this arise and be illuminated for your light has come and the glory of the lord has risen upon you gross darkness will cover the earth and let me tell you gross darkness is covering the earth and gross darkness the people but the lord will arise upon you Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.